Welcome to Behind the Scenes, the podcast. My name is Alex. I'm a mom, a business professional, a consultant, an artist, and I'm also autistic with a lovely sprinkle of ADHD and anxiety. I love knowing the why behind the what, and I want to encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to our relationship with ourselves and others. Think of this podcast as your sign to elevate yourself to your unapologetically best and most authentic self. Let's tear down the labels and the masks while creating new ways to define and accept our own humanness. My goal is to encourage you to ask more questions, period. Get to know the opposing viewpoint. Find out the why behind the what. Go behind the scenes with yourself, others, and the world around you. Okay, so I have a question for you. Have you ever had to start a fire? Like out in the woods or in you know your backyard, wherever it is, have you ever had to actually start a fire? And if so, how easy was it? And did you have any previous experience or some sort of like learned knowledge that helped you? What supplies did you use to build the fire? What was the environment like? What, how, how did that whole process go? I've really been in my head a lot lately. Uh, There's a lot of moving pieces in my life right now, some that are very, very good and some that are very, very stressful. And I was sitting on my kitchen floor the other night after a particularly tough evening and I'm sitting next to the open window trying to unwind, thinking through my to-do list for the next day, but honestly, mostly criticizing myself. Um... on pretty much every aspect of the night. I had originally planned to do like, to use that time to do some yoga and to write down some goals for the new year. So I already had my space set up and I'm like, you know what? Like I need to spend some time. I need to get grounded. I need to clear my head. I need to just recenter for a moment. So let's just stick to the plan. Let's get some yoga in. Let's get some thoughts on paper. Let's get centered. So I light my incense and then I immediately go back to relight it because I didn't feel like it was completely lit. And I started to get onto myself. I mean, I had already been critiquing myself. So this, you know, isn't too far-fetched for the night, but I started to get onto myself and I was like, damn it, Alexandra, why can't you just enjoy the process? Why can't you just be content with a slow space? Why do you want it to be kind of an all or nothing on every topic? And what I was doing was projecting statements that I have had told to me over and over and over again. And so I'm sitting there getting on to myself thinking maybe if I could just chill the fuck out, maybe that's the key. Maybe I just need to actually chill out, but why can't I just chill out? And then I look over at the incense and sure enough, it had gone out. And, and I had this thought come to my head and I was like, because I don't want a small fragile flame. And then my mind started to shift to how a fire actually gets built, like the supplies needed, the environment needs, the attention needed. And depending on what type of fire you need, those variables change in order to produce the desired outcome, right? If you just need some light, a candle and some matches will do fine. But if I'm wanting a fire that can produce like warmth, security, food, those variables become more specific. 
I mean, I'm not going to sit there and burn a pile of leaves and expect it to keep me warm for the whole night while I sleep. And I'm also not going to look at that same pile of leaves and say, oh, this is my only option. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm going to go and find the supplies that I need to build the fire that I'm hoping for, right? And in the same breath, when I'm building my fire, I'm not going to build it in a box where it could run out of oxygen and die. Instead, I'm going to build it in a space that it's protected and I'm going to make sure that it has a steady supply of oxygen so it can keep burning. But the question is, if my fire goes out, whose fault is that? It's mine. It's my fault if that fire goes out. You know, maybe I ask the person next to me to help me start and take care of my fire, but the fire keeps going out. That's my fault. I needed that fire, but I trusted it to somebody who didn't care or know enough to be able to protect it the way that it needed to be. Or maybe they leave one day and my life goes in a different direction and they don't want to come along. I either have to stay with that person because they provide that fire source, or I have to go off on my own without a fire source. And sometimes we find people or places or things that give us fire, but what happens when those things are gone? What happens on the hard days when I'm broken and crying on the kitchen floor? I either have to replace those things, replace those people, places, or things with new ones so I have the same warmth and security, or I can learn to build the fire on my own. You know, and the kicker is, is as I'm learning to do that, to build my fire, to find warmth and security within myself, I'm taking care of myself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, but I'm realizing that the fires that I had been given in the past, they weren't as robust as I once thought. And I don't want to live my life in fear of my fire being taken away or, or easily extinguished. And I also don't want to be having to constantly feed it. Like have you ever started a fire and you're constantly having to feed it, constantly having to put things in it. And it's just kind of gets exhausting because at some point you want to enjoy that fire, right? And that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to constantly be feeding it, constantly be in survival mode just to keep the tiny little flame alive. I want to build a fire that's producing and to be able to enjoy it as well. I want to build a fire that produces not only for me, but it also produces for my family and my friends, for even for people who don't yet have a fire and they're learning how to build their own. And so there's two takeaways that I had from this little analogy that played out in my head. And and the first one is that I should never feel guilty for wanting to learn how to build a better fire. Meaning I should never feel guilty for wanting to learn how to better take care of myself and my family and pushing to do so. You know, in the past, anytime I wanted to set new goals, especially ones that were a little bit bigger, there was always someone who would tell me to tone down or chill out, that I should be more content, that I should be more, that I should be happier with the bare minimum than what I was. And this takeaway reminds me that sometimes we have to be willing to acknowledge whether or not the environment we're in is conducive to producing the fire that we're dreaming of or striving for. And it can be scary. It can be scary to look at our current environment and to out loud say that this person, place, or thing 
that's in my life, or maybe it's multiple person, places, or things in your life is not actually a healthy environment for you. It's hard and scary to say the little bit of fire that I do have right now, while everybody is telling me that I should be over the moon about it, when everybody is telling me that it's normal, that it's expected, that I should be happy with where I'm at, it's really hard and scary to say and to face the truth that maybe this person, place, or thing isn't actually as healthy as we once thought. And it's not actually providing us the warmth that we need. It's not actually providing us the stability and the safety that we need. It's not actually feeding us and fueling us the way that we need. And that takes me to my second takeaway, that just because something requires more effort or upfront time and energy doesn't mean it isn't worth it. You know, earlier I said I wasn't going to burn a pile of leaves and expect it to keep me warm all night while I sleep. But what if that's all that's within reach? Should I just settle? Do I keep rummaging through the same sticks and twigs that are within arm's reach and just hope and pray for a better outcome than what I have the supplies and capacity for? I think in a lot of areas, we're told to just wait things out and have faith that it'll be okay. And I do believe that things will work out. And my faith plays a very huge part of my life. And I also believe that every tool and supply that we could ever need is out there. I believe that God, the creator, the universe, source, whatever your religion believes in, I believe that has already provided everything that we could ever need on this planet. We just have to be willing to go for a walk and look for it. We have this expectation that everything we need will find its way to us when in actuality it's waiting for us. But in order to find it, we have to face our own ego. We have to we have to admit that we don't know everything there is to know. We have to be willing to get out of our comfort zone and find better supplies and methods that really do align with who we are. And we think and we're told that if we're not content with the life that we have, then we're just ungrateful and we'll never really be happy. And after these past couple of years of my life, I don't really think that's true anymore. I think we can be happy and grateful for where we are and at the same time, not be content with staying where we are, not be content with the bare minimum that runs our society, not be content with working jobs that drain us instead of fuel us, not be content with relationships, whether they're romantic friendship or otherwise that don't encourage our best to come out without fear of judgment not being content with toxic cycles, not being content living in a world where prejudice and hatred happen every single day. And we get into this bubble of, I need to stay comfortable in order to be stable and happy. And so I think we shy away from doing hard things, from having hard conversations, from being uncomfortable. But what if on the other side of that discomfort is everything you've been dreaming of? just waiting for you. It's already been prepared for you. You just have to go find it now. I don't want to live in a world, I don't want to live my life sitting back with a half-assed fire, waiting for things to fix themselves. 
waiting for the government or some job or some person to come in and fix all the stuff in my life and fuel my fire and give me passion and give me drive and give me purpose. Because at the end of the day, if my fire goes out, if my passions die out, if I don't heal me, then I'm allowing that. I'm allowing the toxic cycles to continue. I'm allowing the limiting beliefs to hold truth in my life and in the life of those around me. And I don't want to look out into the world and throw my hands up and say, well, there's nothing I can do about it anyways, because it's not within arm's reach because stepping away from the small fire I'm being offered is too scary. What if I get lost? What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if I can't do it on my own? And then we get stuck in this paralysis. And so we settle. I'd rather go out and find my way. I'd rather try and fall trying than to just give up. I'd rather step a little bit outside of my comfort zone. And I'd rather find people outside of my immediate circle or my expected circle to find others who want to link arms with me in order to find better solutions that not only help me, but also help those around me. And the feedback that I get more times than not is if you run too hard, you'll miss out on so much of the now. You'll miss out on the little moments happening in front of you. If you're pushing too hard towards something far off in the distance. But in the past two years, I have found more balance and true joy during a season where I have been running my hardest. During a season where I have stripped away everything and questioned everything I've ever been told. And through the process, I'm finding answers and I'm healing myself along the way. I'm not trying to squish myself to fit into this mold that's been expected of me. I mean, because honestly, we've all seen how the current society molds have played out thus far, and that's not where I want to be. I don't want to allow those cycles to continue in my life or the world around me. I don't want to fit into the expected mold. And as a result, I'm actually experiencing a fuller life as I venture away from those old security blankets that really weren't keeping me warm to begin with. I've got healthier relationships with myself and others. So it makes me think maybe playing it safe and comfortable is what's actually keeping us stuck. Maybe being too content or too comfortable is what keeps the change that we need at bay. I want to challenge you with something this week. After you finish listening to this, whether it be like immediately or later on in the day, but I want you to go and sit somewhere by yourself just in quiet. If you need to play music in the background, that's fine. Get you like a glass of water or some coffee, wine, whatever you need at that moment, whatever you're wanting at that moment. And do a quick audit on your life. Are there any limiting beliefs that you have about yourself or the world around you? Are there areas of your life that you feel are stuck and stagnant? Is there anything about the world in general that you wish was different? Is there an area that needs growth? Is your fire lacking oxygen in any way? Are you in an environment that encourages and supports that growth? And then what adjustments can you make? What walks can you go on in order to support that? If you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you aren't content with the bare minimum anymore. 
that you are hoping for some sort of radical change in our society. And I believe that radical change starts with us as individuals. I believe that starts with each of us taking a look inward and finding the warmth and security that we're looking for within ourselves first, and then sharing that warmth and security with others as they go on their journey to their best selves. Not in a self-serving type of way, but in a way where you are able to bring your light into the world in a much more vibrant way. Taking accountability for how your fire is being cared for and then allowing space for others to do that very same thing. And I'm not saying don't let others fuel your fire, but I'm saying we need to take responsibility for the outcome and not just throw our hands up and just settle for where we're currently at. Because that's the point where we start to miss out on all the life that's happening around us. I hope you have a great week. I hope as you do this audit on your life and as you're looking at your patterns and your relationships around you, I hope that you see the joy in what you have. And I also hope that you see areas where you can grow where you can experience maybe somebody else's perspective on something. Maybe you can reach out to somebody you don't normally talk to and and get to know them and their backstory and what's brought them to the place in life that they're at right now. I hope you do that for yourself. I hope you take a look at the journey that you've been on. I hope you take a look and acknowledge how far you've come in this process and be proud of yourself for doing that inner work so you can show up in the world as your most authentic, beautiful, vibrant, and unique self. I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you. You've got this.